What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're going over everything you need to know about protein. So what is it? Why is it important? How much do you need? And where can you find it in your diet? Literally everything you got to know. And my goal is to keep this relatively short and sweet. You guys know me. I can ramble for some time. So I'm going to try my best to keep it short, sweet, and concise for you so you can get everything you got to know in a short period of time. So it's gonna, this is going to be perfect if you're on a on a commute, walking to work, school, wherever, just listen to this quick podcast. You'll get everything you got to know in terms of your protein needs and how to meet your protein needs throughout the day. But before we get into the content for the episode, as always, just a quick couple of announcements. First of all, if you enjoy the episode, just go ahead and share it with one other person who you think will benefit as well. A friend, a coworker, a teammate, a coach, parent, wherever, who, whoever you think would benefit from this information. Just go ahead and share it with them. As always, the more people we can get listening, the better. That means we're helping more people. Secondly, if you haven't already, I would highly recommend going and downloading the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. Like I said before, it's a 75-page ebook that I put together that teaches you exactly how to set up your own prescription. And it's a little sneak peek. What I'm going to be doing is actually creating kind of a Cliff Notes version. So kind of everything taking you through exactly how to set up your numbers without all the explaining and explanations and all that stuff. So I know a couple of you guys want that quick, concise version. So that will be coming out in, uh, in due time. But for now, just go ahead and download the free ebook. And there's a video series that comes along with it. So definitely go and do that. And last but not least, definitely go, to, go ahead and drop a five-star rating and review just like sharing it with people, it helps us get the podcast out there and uh, get more people listening and help more people. So that'll be much appreciated. And now, last but not least, I said it twice, I know, but this is it. I promise we'll get into the episode right here in just a second. But just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. As always, it's much, much appreciated. I know you got a lot going on. I know there are a lot of other great podcasts out there. So I really appreciate that you took the time out of your day to listen to me speak and listen to me talk to you about nutrition. So without any further ado, without me rambling on any more than I already have, I said I was going to make the episode short and sweet and the intro is already like three minutes long. So I apologize, but without any further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. So in this episode of the podcast, what we're going to talk about today is protein. So what is it? How much do you need? Where can you find it? And why is it so important? Literally, like I said in the intro, answering every single question that you could ever ask about protein. And my goal, like I said, is to keep this short and concise, which is going to be quite the task because you guys know me. I can ramble sometimes, but that's just because I love coaching you guys essentially for free here on the podcast. So bear with me as we go through these questions. Um, First things first, what is protein? Protein is one of the three macronutrients that we eat. For those of you guys that don't know, they're listening. Macronutrients, or macros for short, are the building blocks of the food that we eat. So that's where our body actually gets calories from. Protein is just one of those three macros. And it has a couple of very important functions, which we'll get into in a second, um, that are going to be really relevant to your performance and recovery as an athlete. So first things first, protein is just one of the three macronutrients. It's made up of little tiny building blocks called amino acids. So there's 20 different types of of amino acids. As I'm getting into the science and stuff like that, don't stress about memorizing the amino acids and all this crazy stuff. Um, I just, like I said, I'm a fan of education, so I'm going to go a little bit in depth, but don't worry about memorizing this stuff. What you've got to understand is that protein is a macronutrient. So like I said, it's made up of building blocks called amino acids. There's 20 different amino acids that can be kind of shuffled around like puzzle pieces and different combinations and and stuff like that. So there's 20 total. There are nine essential amino acids. So that means we have to get them from our diet 
and we get them from dietary sources of protein. So that's one of the reasons why protein is very important. And these amino acids, what they do in the body is they're used as building blocks for literally, literally almost everything in the body. Um, there's so many different functions, it's gonna be impossible for me to name them all right here. And honestly, they're not all relevant for you as an athlete. They're important, so by covering your protein needs, you're gonna cover these important functions, but it's not important that you memorize them. As an athlete, why protein is important? Getting into the second question, so you know what protein is. It's made up of, made up of, made up of amino acids. Um, it is one of the three macronutrients. Why it's important is that it helps facilitate muscle growth and muscle recovery. Two very crucial things as an athlete. Like during the off season, you're trying to get stronger, you're trying to build some muscle. Protein's gonna be very important for getting that process going for a couple of reasons. One, it actually stimulates the process and gets it going, so it's called muscle protein synthesis. It stimulates that process, kind of like a light switch, so you turn it on, and it also provides the raw materials. Actually, a better analogy for this, so one, one analogy for muscle protein synthesis is the light switch. Another one for muscle protein synthesis and um, the whole process is construction workers. So um, muscle protein synthesis is pretty much the construction workers showing up, the um, process of, or the protein, like the total amino acid pool is the raw materials. So you have the construction workers, but if you don't have the raw materials, you can't build muscle. But that's a topic for a different podcast. I actually recorded a podcast all about muscle protein synthesis a while back. Uh, it's, it's called How to Turn On Muscle Growth. So if you haven't already, check that out. But long story short, protein is very important for muscle growth. It's also very important for muscle recovery. And this is the commonly overlooked factor among athletes. Everyone thinks about protein from a bodybuilding perspective of, oh, I eat more protein, I'm gonna build more muscle. True to an extent, we'll get into um, a little bit why that's false to an extent as well when we talk about the protein requirements for the day. But um, protein's important for muscle growth, it's also important for muscle recovery, which is crucial as an athlete, because when you're training, when you're in the gym, when you're at team practice, when you're competing, you're breaking muscle down, you're breaking amino acids down. And eating enough dietary protein is gonna to help to replenish that and help to recover that, that um, broken down muscle and ideally help you to come back even stronger, come back with even more muscle. So those are the two main reasons why as an athlete, protein is very, very important. It helps with the muscle growth side of things and it also helps with the muscle recovery side of things. Now, for people who aren't athletes or let's say you are an athlete but you're trying to go into a fat loss phase, like you're in the off season phase of your periodization cycle, and you're trying to go into a fat loss phase. Another way that protein is very helpful is that it's very satiating. So what that means is that it keeps you full for longer. If you notice, like, go ahead and try overeating chicken breast, like eat 10 ounces of chicken breast, you're gonna have a tough time doing that. And you know what? That only adds up to like 300 or so calories. It's pretty crazy. And it's gonna be really hard to do that. Whereas, for example, if you eat like a piece of chocolate cake, you can very easily down one piece and eat the whole damn cake. But you don't feel full and it's a ton of calories. So you can kind of see the comparison there. Point being that protein is very satiating. So during a fat loss phase, it can be very helpful for keeping you satisfied when you're eating less food so you don't have all those cravings. That's not super relevant for athletes. Um, like I said, if you're going into a fat loss phase during your off-season phase of your year uh, or your periodization cycle, then that's fine. That's totally applicable. But I don't want you to focus too much on that. The two that I want you to focus on today, walking away from this podcast, is or are muscle growth and muscle recovery. Two very, very crucial things as an athlete. That's where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. And like I said, there's a number of other different functions, but I don't want to bog you down with the whole 
laundry list of stuff. As an athlete, this is gonna be what's most relevant for you right now. Now, how much protein do you actually need on a daily basis? There's usually three camps here, and one of them is that you're just not eating enough protein, you're way under eating, and this is really common, especially among plant-based eaters. Another common camp is that you're eating way too much protein. You see this a lot, not necessarily with athletes. You see it a lot in the physique world where you're eating like 300, 400 grams of protein, which is just absurd in most cases. Um, as an athlete, you don't need that much. And it might actually be doing you more harm than good for a couple of reasons. Uh, before we get into that, let's go over the actual recommendations, the actual numbers. It, typically what I recommend and not what I just recommend, but what's based on the science is anywhere from 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight is going to be ideal for performance. During that fat loss phase, like I said, sometimes we take that protein up to 1.2 grams per pound. But for you right now in a performance oriented phase, if you're an athlete trying to perform to the best of your ability, definitely um, 0.8 to one gram per pound is going to be the ideal range for you for a couple of reasons. So 0.8 to one gram per pound. Uh, so for, just for example, like for the math, um, if I'm 200 pounds, then I would eat anywhere between 160 and 200 grams of protein. And the reason why that recommendation is the way it is, is it allows you to maximize muscle protein synthesis. And you're not going to get any real extra benefit from going way above that in terms of muscle protein synthesis and the overall muscle growth process. Um, and it also leaves plenty of room for carbohydrates. So the problem with going way over on protein, other than the fact that it's just super uncomfortable and difficult, from in terms of adherence and also digestive function. Um, the problem with that is that it limits the room for carbohydrates in your diet. So if you're eating 350 grams of protein, even if you feel fine and you feel like you can stomach it, it's not messing up your stomach, it's still harming your performance most likely because you're not eating as many carbohydrates as you could be. Whereas if you're a 200 pound guy and you're eating 200 grams of protein rather than 350, you're still getting the same or relatively like or pretty similar effects in terms of muscle growth, but you have plenty of room for carbohydrates. And dude, let me tell you, 150 extra grams of carbs will make your performance night and day. Like it'll be pretty insane. Like you'll see a difference. Like athletes will tell me to see a difference on like 15 grams of carbs. 150, if you're eating 150 grams of carbs less than you should in a performance-based phase, like during your in-season phase, you're going to notice it. So the reason why we want to not go above that one gram per pound in most cases is not because more protein is bad for you. There have been studies that have shown that higher protein diets typically don't have a lot of negative effects or any negative effects really in most people unless you have a predisposition to some stuff. But in general, they're pretty safe. The problem with it as an athlete is that you're not leaving enough room for carbs. You're leaving some opportunity to get more carbs in on the table. So that's why we want to stay within that 0.8 to 1 gram per pound range with protein. I've heard some people say 0.6 and 0.7. That's probably getting a little bit low. I think you'd be fine. Um, but if you were lower than that, I, I'd not, I would be concerned, but I would really make an effort to get that up. Anywhere between 0.8 to 1 gram per pound is going to be perfect. So like I said, 200, 200 grams of protein for a 200-pound individual. It can go as low as 160. That's how much you need. Um, in terms of spreading it out throughout the day as well, again, go listen to how to turn, how to turn muscle growth on or how to turn on muscle growth. That podcast, I kind of talk about it a little bit more, but you're going to want to have evenly distributed protein feedings throughout the day for most people. 
you can vary it a little bit, but like, for example, you don't want to get like 80 grams in one meal and 15 in the next because you're not going to be maximizing muscle protein synthesis to hit the kind of threshold you need to get that process going. It's anywhere between 20 to 40 grams. If you eat more than 40, it's fine if that helps you hit your total goal. But if I'd rather you get three or four meals evenly distributed rather than, um, rather than two really unevenly distributed meals. So like at the 15 grams and 80 grams, like you're not really maximizing things. So hopefully that makes sense. Again, not going to go too deep into that today because again, want to keep this short and concise, but go listen to the how to turn on muscle growth podcast. If you haven't already for more of a breakdown of why that's the case. So that covers how much you need. Now let's cover how do you actually get it in your diet? So how does how do you actually make that happen? Because this is one of the most common issues I see among athletes or really among anyone in general is the inability to get enough protein in on a daily basis. And this is one of the benefits of tracking your food for most people is that it, get, it brings awareness around that because you might be thinking, I get a pretty decent amount of protein, but if you log your food for like three days or so, and by the way, if you want more information on that whole process, just check out the free ebook. But if you log your food for like three days or so, you might be shocked. And typically, like I said, I either see people way under eating, way overeating protein, and also the third camp, which we won't discuss a ton in today's episode, is people who eat enough protein, eat the right amount, but they eat the same protein every single time. Um, so first things first, track your food, see, see where you're at. In terms of where you're going to get the protein from to get you to your daily goal, typically animal products like meat, dairy, um, things like that are going to be your most effective sources of protein. So they're going to be the most bioavailable. So your body's going to be able to use them the most effectively. And it's just going to be a lot easier. You're not going to, in those animal products, you're typically going to get more bang for your buck because you can get your protein all from plant-based products. And we'll get, we'll talk about that in this, in this episode, but it's going to make it a lot more difficult. If you're relying on animal based, animal based products, you're going to have a lot easier of a time because in those plant-based products like beans and legumes and tempeh and things like that, not only are you getting a ton of protein, which is great, you're also getting a ton of carbs. So it makes it a little bit more difficult to fit it into your overall goals for the day. Whereas chicken breast, pretty much straight protein, a little bit of fat, but pretty much straight protein. So it's a lot easier to fit in in large quantities. Now, that's not to say you can't be successful as a vegan athlete or a plant-based athlete. That's, we'll talk about that a little bit in today's episode, but honestly, that could be a whole like, hour-long discussion. Um, but in general, your animal products like meat, chicken, ground turkey, um, ground beef, salmon, tuna, game meats, really any sort of eggs as well. Eggs have a good amount of fat, but totally healthy fat. Um, really any sort of meats or animal product is going to be a pretty good call. Dairy as well, got to be a little bit conscious of the fat and carb content of the dairy, just depending on what type of cheese or what type of milk you get, as well as your ability to tolerate it. Like if you notice you have some dairy, you have some cheese and your stomach's kind of all off, you probably don't want to go down that route because you probably have an intolerance, um, but just something to be aware of. But in general, those animal products are going to be where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. If your focus on performance and ethical reasons aren't in the picture, I would recommend going with animal products, hands down. It's just super easy. Um, obviously, still get plant-based proteins in there. You get a bunch of other great micronutrients as well. 
Um, but animal products are going to be kind of the most efficient way to get enough in and make things easier for you. Now, if you are plant-based, the key here is to vary your protein sources and you might even want to get a little bit more protein in. So instead of that one gram per pound, I would recommend going up to 1.2. So that 200 pound guy would, instead of 200 grams, eat 240 grams of protein per day. And you can see how that's difficult, right? Because as a plant-based eater, it's, di it's even more difficult to get the amount of protein in that you need, but you also need to eat more protein. How does catch 22? It's like, what do I even do here? So it can be a little bit difficult. Again, I'm going to make a podcast episode on the plant-based thing in uh, probably in a couple days or weeks here at some point. Um, but the biggest key with plant-based eaters is to one, eat more protein and two, vary your protein sources because very few plant-based sources like pumpkin seeds are one. Um, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head, but very few are complete protein sources. And what that means is very few have the full profile of essential amino acids, whereas the animal products like meat, dairy, fish, stuff like that, poultry, they're going to have all nine essential amino acids. So it's very easy to get them. Plant-based products make it a little bit more difficult. Now with some proper planning, you can totally make it happen. You just got to mix and match and eat a variety of protein sources throughout the day, but you're making it more difficult on yourself. So again, if you're doing it for ethical reasons, totally fine all the power to you i respect that 100 percent. if you're doing it because you think it's better for your performance probably not there is some evidence to show that plant-based eating or mostly plant-based diet is better for long-term health and overall longevity it's like plant-based with a side of a little bit of meat that seems to be the case based on what we know right now but as an athlete your goal is performance not longevity that's we'll focus on that that's why we periodize things and um is remember the triangle of awareness where I'm not going to go too deep into that right now, but performance and longevity are not synonymous. So as an athlete, you're trying to perform, get the protein from animal products, make it easier on yourself and you'll be good. Again, if we periodize things correctly, you'll have phases where you focus on health instead of performance. So topic for a different podcast, um, really trying to keep this concise into the point. So let's do a recap. So first of all, first of all, we covered what protein is, one of the three macronutrients, it's made up of building blocks called amino acids, some of which are essential that we need to get from our diet, some of which our body can actually make on their own, and that, those are called non-essential. Why is it important? There's a number of reasons, a lot of different reasons. Amino acids are very versatile in the body. The main two that you want to be concerned with right now as an athlete are muscle growth and muscle recovery, hands down. Where are you going to get it from? Typically meat, animal products like dairy, meat, poultry, fish, things like that. Uh, protein powder is also, oh, before we wrap up, protein powder is also a good option. It's totally fine. I'll do a separate episode on how to pick a protein powder. Um, plant-based options are great as well. Just make sure you vary them. And if you're going completely plant-based, get a little bit more protein in there. And last but not least, um, how much should you be eating on a daily basis? In general, typically I recommend anywhere between 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. Now, if you're a younger athlete, listen to this, or if you're a parent to a younger athlete and they're not tracking macros, which is totally fine. A lot of younger athletes that I work with don't. Um, what I would recommend is getting one to two palm-sized servings of protein at every meal. If you do that, that'll put you pretty close to where you should be in terms of your total daily protein goal and you'll be totally fine. Um, so one to two palm-sized servings of protein, the size of your palm, 
not including your fingers, it's the size and thickness of your palm. If you have any questions about that, let me know if you're a younger athlete, if you're a parent, just feel free to hit me up as always. Um, but if you are tracking macros, what you'll do is 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. If you're plant-based completely, I'll probably take that up to 1.1 or 1.2 grams per pound. And I believe that pretty much wraps it up. And try your best to space it relatively evenly throughout the day. So what I would recommend doing is take your total protein goal, divide it by the number of meals you have. That's the number of protein you, or number of grams you have with each meal. If you're doing the hand size portions, just do what you normally would do. One to two palm size servings of protein. Simple as that. So that pretty much brings us to the end of today's episode. Hopefully you found this helpful. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. It was under 20 minutes. We have, we have like a minute and 50 seconds left before, oh, well, actually it's probably over 20 minutes, including the intro, but relatively short and concise considering the broad topic we covered today. So hopefully you learned a thing or two. Hopefully you know how much protein you need to be having, where you can get it, and how you can make it easier for yourself. If you have any questions about this stuff at all, like I always say, just shoot me a DM shoot me an email, shoot me a message, however you want to get a hold of me, I'm always here to help you out. My goal with this podcast is to essentially coach you for free. So these, are the same, these are the same exact tips I'm giving to all my athletes in my private coaching uh, program. So this podcast is really meant to educate you as best as possible and add as much value to you as possible. So as an extension of that, any questions you have, just go ahead and shoot me a DM. You're never bothering. It's what I love to do, as you can tell. I'm a nerd about this stuff, so I have no issue talking about it. So just go ahead and shoot me a DM if you have any questions at all. Um, and last but not least, if you haven't already, I would highly recommend checking out the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. And also, once you sign up, obviously, you'll be on my email list. You won't get spammed. I promise there's going to be five emails going out this week that are all strictly adding value. Like Literally, no sales pitches, none of that. I know how sketchy it can be. Kind of, oh, this dude's just going to... This dude's just going to send me emails and try to sell me stuff. Eventually, at some point, yeah, when that next level, to for next level nutrition for athletes program drops, yeah, I'll sell you that, but it's valuable and you'll, you'll get a lot of value out of it. But for now, totally free adding value, stuff like that. So enough of me rambling. If you haven't already, I would go check out the book. Would highly recommend it. And like I said, any questions you have, just go ahead and shoot me a DM. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Oh, and remember, last thing, I promise, I keep saying last thing, but I, I promise this is it. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with someone. All right, I'm done. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.